start, I want to start today with, um, uh, you're busy with, this is what we do. And uh, this is what this church is doing as a community of believers. You are abundant givers. You are spontaneous, you are strategic, and you are sacrificial when you give. And I, I want to release over you a story out of the Bible. Now, in South Africa, where I come from, we re read a lot of scripture. And I know you read the Bible a lot. So I, I, I don't want to apologize, but that's how we preach. We just need to read a lot of scripture. And from, from the scripture, we preach from scripture and use that. And I will have a story or two to share with you. Luke chapter 25, 10, like chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. I think some of that will be on the projector. Um, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. The parable of the Good Samaritan. I don't know if you heard about the guy before. You might have heard a story about him. And uh, So let's just go through the story, why Jesus told the story. He says, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. And like a great lawyer, just want to make sure, this is a, is a good question. It's like, But Lord, designed to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who would you say is my neighbor? And Jesus, like, Jesus had African all over him. You know, when, when God wanted to protect his son, he sent him to Africa, Egypt. Um, it's like it's just part of his life. When, when, when Moses met uh, God, the way he greeted is the way we greet. Uh, he said, uh, we normally will say is, how are you? I am. Who I am. Uh, so that's the way Moses was greeted. So there's a, a lot of African in God. Um, and that's just, that's why I can help you with understanding this a little bit better. Um, so the way we do things is we, we get to the punchline at the end of the story. We don't start with the punchline. Okay, we, it's like we go forever and ever and, then, and then, then you see the punchline at the end of the story. So we don't sell a lot of movies, but we do like stories. Okay, okay. So let, Jesus is telling an African story. Okay. So he, sa he said, Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now that was the main drag, main highway, I-10 in that stage. And he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now that road, it's not just a story, but the road was, was known for being dangerous, being a, a place where you should not drive or, or go to, at, especially at night. People were robbed, people were mugged, people were uh, abused in terrible ways, especially when it is, is dusk turning that. Now, I had this experience, which wasn't a good experience, but I'm alive again. Thank you, Jesus. In January, I was driving in Johannesburg, one of our major cities, and now, where I come from in Potchefstroom, we have a lot of college students. So we have about 28,000 college students. 
Now, at our lights at night, when it's green, we normally stop because we're not sure if there's a drunk student who's going to pass over the lights. In Johannesburg, because of crime being so high, nobody, not even the police, stopped at the red light. They use it as a yield sign. I didn't know this. I stopped at green lights in Poch. So while being there in this place, I drove my son's car, and the next thing I saw or heard was a crash through my window and a gun, nine millimeter against my head. And I was, I was like, okay. And they said, get out, get out. I, I thought it was one, and the end, I, I think it was three people. Pushed my head against the car, had the gun against my head, and then I took what I had, my, my phone, my, they took keys, they took uh, my, my iWatch, and, and just several things. And I just said, Lord, I'm going to live, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live, I'm not going to die. I saw my children, I knew we were coming on this trip, I'm not going to die. I honestly didn't need another story um, to tell. It sometimes feels like I have all these stories, died, live, see a city change, all being shot at several times. It's all these stories. It's not that I need another story. But going through that ordeal in my mind was, I thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for your protection. And thank you that you saved me. Obviously, you know the end of the story. I'm alive. I'm here. So, um, but that very same night, five other people, was shot dead in the same area. And so I'm so thankful that God protected me. But in my mind, I had a picture and I said, I see my daughter, I see my little son, and I see how we're going to live a long and a full life together. And I kept life in it. What I realized later now is this. I don't stop at, at red lights in Johannesburg. <laughs> After the police and everybody told me, why do you stop? So, well, in Poch we stop. Well, now I don't stop. I still stop at the green lights in Poch. It's still dangerous because a student might drive was drunk. But this road was like Johannesburg. So that's why it's an African type of story. It's a dangerous place. You don't drive there at night. You're stupid when you drive there at night at this place. You don't walk there. So now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed on the other side. It's like, um, I'm busy. I have to go and preach. I'm sorry. Uh, Lord, thank you for sending me some, to somewhere else. Uh, mission important, but not here. So likewise, a Levite, a uh, man of the law, when he came to the place, he passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, had compassion. Now, I'm not going to ask who are your Samaritans in Crawley or area. But those are the people that nobody likes. So it might be that the, some of them are here. It's like they, 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 their skin color is different. They, their accent is different. They might be more redneck Cajun. They might more be Nigerian or from another country. They might even be from Mexico. So... So it might be, I'm not sure who you feel like, who's your Samaritans, but it's those people that you don't want to really encourage to come into your city. So I'm, I'm not sure what's your Samaritan scenario. I'm not going to prescribe for you, but in every place where we live, we have Samaritans. Uh, we, we don't want to acknowledge it, but it's normally those, their nose is a little bit different. I, I'm, I'm sometimes a little bit 
scared and concerned when I fly into the U.S. and I use uh, any Arabic type of airline. Because I'm just like, not because I think they're going to blow us up, nothing like that, but rather that this is going to take long to get through customs. I mean, they're going to frisk me. Why did you come from Dubai? Why did you come from the middle of the earth? And now you're here. It's, it's, it's like, you know, because we have these little pictures and things um, uh, which we, we formed in our minds, which is not true, but it's how we have. And Samaritans were the outcast in the community. So Jesus using an outcast in the story is very offensive. The superhero should have been the priest, just being the super pastor. And Captain America should, should have been the Levite. It was like supposed to be a different hero, not the Samaritan. Yes, hit him, let him die on earth and somebody come and save him, but not him being the hero. It's a wrong character. And so this is very offensive. Now, asking him to save us. It's like, it is like Mexico really paying for the wall that they want to build. It's, it will be as, as heavenly as it might sound in Washington, as, as offensive it might sound in the rest of the country. So I do watch some news, uh, not necessarily the best news. He says, but the Samaritan, as he journey came to where he was, and when he saw him at compassion, he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, that's like two days' pay, and gave it to the innkeeper, said, take care of him, and whatever more he spent, I will come and you can put it on my card and I will repay you. You can swipe my credit card. Just keep it on it. Well, it wasn't credit card, but just to get it in today's. Which of these do you think proved to be the neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? Well, this, this lawyer didn't even want to say the Samaritan. It's like, the one you mentioned lost. That, that's, that's the kind one. It's like, I cannot say this guy was the one really saving. It's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not fitting. It's like having a Marvel and a, a what's that? A, a, a DC Comics, Euro, superheroes in the wrong movie. It's like, it, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. So, here's what I want to release to you today. Three things. I want to speak to you about thanksgiving, testimony, and transformation. So when we prayed about what God is doing in our lives, when we wanted to come this trip, and we prayed for over a year that God will open up a door and provide for tickets and for us as a whole family to come. My son is graduating, uh, Julian, and he's graduating this very uh, Friday and Saturday at uh, Oral Roberts University. And I'm going to share a little bit about him. He's going to speak about something. And your church was very involved with our journey. Now, we, we call this as our Thanksgiving tour. This is what we're going to do. We want to say thank you. Thank you for even not knowing us. Thank you for your willingness to send out people years ago to come and build schools. I drove past the schools that you've built. I drove past the houses that you built. The places you've painted. The places that you helped us to partner with. Your prayer tower that you built in our city. 
the leadership release that you've done for numerous years as a handful of people. When I met his dad, the church was about 60 people big. But they were always like, we're going to be generous. They fed me gumbo, jambalaya. And there's one thing you can't, don't need to worry about me. I will post on. I'm fasting that. I'm fasting Nigerian snails. And I'm fasting Budan. So that's, that's, that's like, I, I feel like it's my sacrifice coming into Cajun country. I will fast it and share it. Um, so don't think you're blessing me. I just want to have the blessing double on you on that one. Um, so what we, what we believe is we want to say thank you. We want to come here and say thank you so much. Th- thank you, Pastor Zach. Thank you, Cleo. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made. Thank you for being strategic. Thank you for being spontaneous. Thank you for opening this house. Thank you for allowing me to be on this weekend while you could have preached. And thank you for just allowing us to be here. It's, it is so, we are so, so blessed. When we finally arrived at 11 o'clock Thursday night, and uh, we were we, we, Charles, and we were super tired. Uh, the very first thing, we, we were so thankful that we are in America. We're finally in America. All of us are here. It's, it's, it's such a miracle, such how God provided, and I opened the doors. And, and, and we realized we need to release that thanksgiving spirit over you as well. You see, when we are not thankful, we are living in a place of lack. But when we are thankful, we live in a place of knowing that there will become more, and it's not the only one. So, the word Thanksgiving, which really, we, we will love American Thanksgiving. We, we do the whole month of November as our Thanksgiving month. We, we are so excited about your Thanksgiving. It's amazing. It causes us to do the whole month. We don't have turkeys, but we hunt whatever we can. Chickens, uh, lamb, all those things. We will cook those things. Turkey sometimes comes, but only for Christmas. So now the word Thanksgiving, it comes from, it's actually two words. It's thank you. It's giving. It's, it's something that you release. You say, when you say thank you, it opens something. Let, let's go to the scripture, Psalm 100 in the New King James, verse 4 says, Enter his gates, or enter his doors with thanksgiving, enter his court, his house, with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures for all generations. Amen. I love the message which says, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank Him, worship Him. I have to share this, I cannot can share this. My father-in-law is one of the most amazing men I know on earth. But the one thing I has a problem with is passwords. <laughs> he really has a problem with passwords. So Shamaray is constantly helping with, with the passwords. So I received the email, uh, your Apple ID's password has been reset. So there's, there's not enough children anymore in the family. Maybe we can borrow a few of your names. <laughs> Maybe you can share some of those and we can put a one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. Because we are out of names. There's, there's no more children. My brother-in-law's got five children. So, I mean, at least he had a chance. We've got four. My other brother-in-law's got three. So, at least he's got a batch of children and family members. He's out of passwords. 
I think, I think this is, the new one is, I'm sorry, Shamaray. Uh, that's, that's that, I think that's, that's, I'm sorry, Shamaray. That's sort of, you can't remember. This is my password, something like that. But, but here's the thing is, you know, he forgets his password, but we forget our passwords when we have a breakthrough. We forget to say thank you. Every moment of breakthrough must be as quick as possible, be a sacrifice before the Lord, an offering. It cannot become a position. Catherine Kuhlman was mighty used in the, in the 70s, 1970s in, in, in the Word of the Lord and miracles. She always said at night, she says, Oh Lord Jesus, I give you all the honor, all the praise that people gave to me, to you alone, all the honor, all the glory. If you learn this thing, when you start to say thank you, thank you will open doors. Thank you will allow you to enter into the promise. You see, many of us say, well, we have so many promises. We had prophecies. We had this and that. We don't see it. You just need to type in the password. Thank you. Thank you. When I came in the first time in, well, one of these times, I think 2008, Sean Ray was with me. I, I, I came in hurricane season. We actually landed on 9-11, uh, which was, was 9-11. It was not a good day maybe to land. But, I mean, it was hurricane season all over. And, it was, and we, we came to Jennings. And I observed, I observed how... The Weather Channel actually should be R-rated. I mean, it should have triple X on it. It is bad. You cannot let your children watch it because of the fear. You know, the mayor standing in the middle of the storm. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're not going to make it. And somebody going right in the middle of this wind. Like, Shambray, don't watch this. This is bad. Okay, let's switch it off. Let's watch a Disney cartoon or something else. It's, it's, it's not, this is really not good. Okay. But what I, what I realize is normally in Septembers, there's a lot of hurricanes, there's hurricane storm season. Then in, then in and, and uh, they, they give them names. All each of these storms that come from Africa, they give them a name. It's, they might be small, but they already named them. They pass with them. And then in October, you have Halloween. Well, that's something we don't like. We, we, don't bring, we don't celebrate that necessarily at our home. It's just scary for us. I mean, you go into Walmart, 12 o'clock at night, and there's a little witch. <laughs> I mean, that's fun. I mean, you, you might think it's fun, but it's like, oh, Jesus, help me. Don't watch it. Don't close your eyes, my children, please. Let's pray in our prayer language. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us for being here. Uh, and then normally, what I've seen, and you can go, those of you are economists, you can look at your economy. Between September and October, normally per year, your stock exchange crashes, there's a major economic crisis. Because what is happening? Fear is in the atmosphere. Okay. When does it turn? It tur always turns in either Easter or during October or November when it's Thanksgiving. Around about Thanksgiving, when it's Black Friday and you all storm 
the stores and or you go online and crashes the websites and we also do the same thing that's why i know it we love it uh, uh, when the red turns into black it means in your pockets turns to red but when that moment happens the economy changes when there's a month of thanksgiving of family celebrations leading up to christmas the american economy and the world economy start to change because it's an atmosphere change i'm not saying stop the Weather Channel, I'm not saying don't celebrate Halloween. What I'm saying is I just observe from the outside that Thanksgiving is opening an economy. Your Thanksgiving will open up your economy. Your Thanksgiving will bring your breakthrough. In Amplified, uh, well, let me just read this. Prayer embraces praising God for who He is, thanking Him for what He has already done, looking forward with joy to what He has promised to do in the future. And 2 Corinthians 4, 4, 15 says, For all these things are taking place for your sake, so that more grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessing extends to more and more people and multiplies through the many. The more thanksgiving may increase and redound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted. Weary down, out of through fear. I, I think uh, I, read, I read this quote of Dr. Dale Robbins. He says, I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. But I came to realize that they have problems because they complain. <laughs> Complaining doesn't change anything or make situations better. It amplifies frustration, spread discontent and discord, and can invoke an invitation for the devil to cause havoc in our lives. Psalm 77 verse 3 says, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Complaining is the arch enemy of thanksgiving. The two cannot exist in the same heart. So I wanted to challenge you. In the following two weeks, up till Mother's Day, stop complaining. Don't make mother-in-law jokes. Don't make mother jokes. But stop complaining. Start thanking the Lord. Make May Thanksgiving one. Who says you can't shoot a turkey and eat a turkey now? You can, well, maybe crawfish. You can say, I baptize you as a turkey crawfish. <laughs> Whatever. It is like... You just make it. Jambalaya, Lord Jesus, thank you for blessing this jambalaya. It's like Christmas dinner. Um, you see, Philippians 2.13 says, Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked, depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. Thanksgiving will open a door. Thanksgiving will build a gate. The second thing, and I'm not going to stay long on these things, is Revelation 12, 11 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, and they're overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives until death. So here's the thing. They overcame him. That's how I overcame when that terrible thing, when the gun was held to my, against my head. I overcame by the blood of the Lamb. I shared with you the testimony. 
So nine years ago when I went, I was preaching and I got paralyzed. While preaching, I got an illness called Guillain-Barre, Miller-Fisher syndrome, which normally the Miller-Fisher syndrome, only 3% of the people who have it live through it. The doctors told my wife, I will not recover. I had a 3% chance of living, but with severe disabilities afterwards. On the third day, I went to uh, do an MRI scan. They didn't realize I was paralyzed from my head down. I couldn't breathe on my own, and I started to suffocate on my own saliva. So I flatlined for 25 minutes. So I had a cardiac arrest, died, went to Jesus, whatever you want to call it, buy the book and you can read it, and then I was gone. And I knew it was over. It was over. And then they recovered me, put every pipe they could find in the hospital inside of me, and put adrenaline in my heart, shocked me, lost me another four times afterwards. And then I said to my wife, there's too much damage to my vocal cords. I will never be able to speak normally. When I had started to speak after 40 days, they said, I will never be able to preach. So I'm standing before you as a living miracle. Amen. Thank you. All honor to God. Here's what caused us to stand, was knowing that we need to thank God, and then we need to share a testimony. That you can know God is alive. God can change things. Now, four years ago, while that time, that's why I'm telling the story, both of my sons, the two younger ones were too small, but both of my oldest sons had this dream. They said, what the enemy has done against us as a family, we're, we're going to challenge and we're going to change. Somewhere how old were you? Twelve? Twelve. Julian was 14. Eh? So Julian had his dream, my oldest son, to go to R. Roberts University. He said, well, he's going to trust God to get to a university. He prepared himself. There was nothing that we could do it, but they felt like the enemy has done this. We're going to draw a line in the sand, and we're going to trust God for a breakthrough. Uh, we, we came on what we call our redemption tour, six weeks to the States in 2011. Uh, we came, and, and that, we actually went to our Roberts University. And the Rand dollar was at that stage, as our currency was seven to one. Uh, um, and Shamore had a dream of playing in one of his favorite bands, One Crown, being the guitarist, and he literally taught himself with YouTube. Um, on, and I thought he, and he, he, he plays for me. He's the lead guitarist. So, so in 2014, we have, a, we have a sabbatical, and we pray about the next season in our life, and we want to see what God is doing. And Julian receives his results from his his final exams is not good enough to go to South African University. And, and he says he believes he wants to go to R. Roberts University. We think, how much is it here? It's $40,000. Now, if 40,000 rand was an impossibility for us. Now, at that stage, unfortunately, we had a very crooked president and so the Rand dollar turned to 10 to 1, and then at one stage was 16 to 1. So people ask me, do you know how much is this in Rand? I said, no, it's in dollars. I don't, today was one of the first times I actually worked it out. So over the four years, it's $160,000. That is 
close to 2.5 million rand, which will mean it's over 10 years of salary that I will just put all 10 years salary into four years. The rest of us will live on, on a manna and, and <laughs> birds, which you can see I'm not living on that. So, so Monday before we flew out, I received a letter from R. Roberts University. Now, God provided, he, he got a scholarship, the only international one that got a scholarship of $20,000 a year for four years. But it still means it's another $20,000 a year, plus flights, plus medical insurance, plus pocket money. Our Savior's Church partnered every month with $200 to help him to pay for the things that we can't pay. Because our money doesn't translate, doesn't convert into, we have to have a stack, a suitcase full just to go to dollar store. <laughs> it's like, here, dollar tree. Okay. So it's like, that, that's, sort of, that's sort of a South African budget store for us. So it was just like year after year. And last year, August, I sent them and I, I knew, I don't know, this is going to happen. And how God provided. But Monday, I received a letter from our Roberts University. He's graduating on Saturday saying we still owe them 4500 not rand, U.S. I, I was like, I said to Celeste, I just put the letter inside of my suitcase. Now, this is what happened. When we landed on Thursday morning in uh, Dubai, we received a voice message can, or a video message. Can you play it, sir, please, just for a moment? Hi, Dad. Um, I'm here with uh, some people from Alumni Relations. And how are you? Hi, Dad. Um, I'm here with... Hi, Dad. Um, I'm here with uh, some people from Alumni Relations. And how are you? And, um, yeah, they just wanted to tell you guys something. Yeah, we just want to let you know that uh, the Alumni Board has chosen uh, Gilliam as, as, as a last mile uh, scholarship recipient today. So we are paying off his balance today, uh, 45, about $4,500 today. So God bless you guys. Bless your family. Tracy, you're so good. Bye, Felix. See you later. Bye. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. So $160,000 fully paid. Fully paid. An impossibility. But thanksgiving opened the door. What will sustain the door open is that the word of our testimony, we hear, heard, the Lord says, come and share and tell people if God can do it for Africans living in South Africa where there's so many other things and so many impossibilities, 10 years of salary, so many things, God can do. How much more can God do? do for you and that's why I want to I want to end off with this last two things it's Bill Johnson said it's abnormal for a Christian not to have an appetite for the impossible it has been written in our spiritual DNA to hunger for impossibilities around us to bow at the name of Jesus I want to say is when you see an impossibility, it's a clue from heaven that God wants to use you to say to this mountain, to tell this giant, to tell this Pharaoh, or tell this economy, you will have to bow because Christ 
Jesus is in me. And greater is he that's in me than in he is in the world. And God wants to use the word of my testimony. And I will not love my life until death, but I will sacrifice it. I will sow into things. Even if I don't see what's effect, I'm going to see it. Because God's going to use my little and make it amazing. I knew my friend, Pastor Bob, I wanted to sow more. And that's a lot of money. This is $200. But $200 became $160,000. And $160,000 is your, it's not just part of that. Just imagine how God is going to provide land, opportunities, because you were willing to partner with people you didn't really know. I want to really run, and I don't want to outspend my time, otherwise they will never invite me again. First Peter 1 verse 3 says, now we live with great expectation. And that's what I want you to live with. Um, last thing is transformation. I believe Thanksgiving will lead you to a testimony. But then it will start to transform you. Remember the story about a Samaritan? I didn't read it just to give you a story. There was this little inns on the road. It was people who knew the road was dangerous. So they built and changed their houses into safe havens so that people come and, can come and stay there. Today, as a community of, as believers, of believers, as our Savior's church in Crowley and Jennings and Eunice, you've built little houses, little communities, little inns, for safe havens, where people who don't feel safe, they, they travel the road, not maybe there's robbers or burglars, but there's some other things that get, got hold of people, addictions and, 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 and bad things happening. In the midst of a land of overflowing, in the midst of this hard things, you have been facing things, and this is like a little inn, and your house and your connect group, your cell group, your small group, your things has become a little inn. And you know what? Like Jesus came and he said, I'm going to pay. I don't know this guy. I don't know if he's a good guy, bad guy, if he's stupid, why he walked at night. I'm going to pay. Not because he receives me, but because I want to care. Your dad always says, if we start to minister to the people that nobody wants to minister, God will send us the people that everybody wants. If we are start to serve our community and we say, Lord, thank you, the transformation started in my own life. I start and sort myself out and I stop complaining because of my lack, but I start to thank you for what you've done. And when I thank you for what you've done, I see a miracle breaking through. You know, you can be like a man I've heard a story about who lived on a very tight budget. And all of his life, he, every time he got paid, he took $20 and put it under his, of his paycheck under his mattress. Then he got sick and was about to die, and he was saying to his wife, I want you to promise me one thing. Promise what? I want you to promise me that when I'm dead, you'll take my money from under the mattress and put it in my casket so I can take it all with me. So he died, and his wife kept her promise. She went in, got all the money the day he died, went to the bank, deposited and wrote a check and put it in his casket. (laughs) 
close with this. Can you help me? The Bible says in Luke 6.38, Give and shall be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use will be measured to you. The measure you receive. You see, if you give thanksgiving in teaspoons, in the same measure you're going to receive it back in teaspoons. If you use a spade, is that what you call it? Uh, shovel. Shovel, 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 shovel. Or a spade, it's like... If you use a shovel, thank you for translating. Google doesn't work here. Um, if you use a shovel, and in the same measure, you give. If you use one of those, what? Dump trucks. Dump trucks. Excavators. Dump trucks. If you start to use one of those things in the same measure, you're willing to give sacrificially of your time, of your finances, of your efforts, of your hallow, of your being here. Giving a Sunday morning where you could have walked in Walmart and spent all your money or wherever. But you're willing to sacrifice, press in. Willing to say thank you in the midst of tough situations. You know what? A poor... Paul, that ladies love to have a Paul in their lives. So what do you call it, Paul? Pearl. Pearl. Just say that again, Pearl. Yeah, like a Pearl. You know, that, that Pearl that you find in an oyster. Yeah, one of those. Okay. You know how that thing is formed? It's formed by a grain of sand being inside. And bring frustration and irritation. And it's like irritating. And through the irritation and the frustration, a pearl, a pearl is being formed. Your current frustration, your current irritation, your current lack is an opportunity to build a gate of pearls. You want to go to the pearly gates? It wasn't built just because it was so nice. It was built out of frustration, irritation, out of hardship to build a door into the glory of God. Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down, shaking together. What are you willing? Willing start. You know where it starts? It's not your money. It starts by your words. Thank you is a password. Then the current impossibility will become a testimony. Think about in the middle of your current frustration. God is going to make this a testimony. I remember Julian said to me, he said, Dad, God wouldn't have brought us so far. And leave us here. When he said it, I just said, mm. My whole mind was like, <gasps> Should I make a loan? What should I do? Lord, help me. Give me wisdom. Oh, Lord. I mean, I, I was, I would even look to you as in Madagascar, 
the lion looked at his friends as food. It's like, maybe God is speaking to you, but I can be here free <laughs> and know that God is our source and God is going to provide. So I'm going to pray and ask Mr. Zach to come. But I want to trust God today that you will first say sorry if you complain more than saying thank you. Because by complaining, you are worshipping your problem. By thanking, you're opening a door to heaven realms of provision. And then when your breakthrough comes, testimony to come. And that will bring little ends, transformation to the city.